Welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean, and with me, as usual, is Goonie, also known as Colin. Yo! And of course, we have my longtime friend, Meanie, also known as Ryan. Good evening. And of course, our uh, returning guest, Lunicorn, also known as Lynn. Hello, hello, good evening. And once again, we're playing Maze Rats, a rules light swords and sorcery game by Ben Milton, creator of Knave. And in our last adventure, we met our heroes, Puck the Fingersmith, played by Ryan, and Rufus Hambone, the bounty hunter, played by Colin, and the mesmerizing Madame Miriam Morden to Sorceress, played by Lynn. You all live on a icosahedron-shaped world, a d20-shaped world, and you're traveling from the village of Barna to the city of Illyria on the border of the Wilderlands to seek your fortunes. And after helping a peasant with a uh, romantic escapade in Varna, you went out on the road and went to the hill country where you heard Poppy, a baby girl, crying in a wayside shrine and rescued her from the sightless Grimlocks. And with his dying breath, Poppy's father, a tinker named Ellis Relish, said Poppy's mother died in childbirth and he was taking Poppy to live with her uncle and aunt, Clovis and Margot Midnighter, who are clockmakers in Illyria. So you guys agreed and gathered some mundane loot from the late Relish's Tinker's Wagon and moved off to camp for the night in a meadow. There's a little break in the forested hills overlooking a bubbling brook. I believe he went fishing, a good fish dinner. The night passed without incident, and it's now morning. Now, Poppy wakes up very fussy, though. She's not, like, full-on crying, but she's she's kind of whining and fussing a little bit. Who wants to try to take care of her? Who wants to see to Poppy's needs? What you, what, what's the matter, little baby? You hungry? Uh, from, from the smell of her, as you get close there, Rufus, uh, it, it appears oh. she needs to be changed. Now, you guys did remember, you had a milk bladder. You thought it was good for maybe three or four days. You think it takes about three days to get to Illyria, so you should be okay. And there were some changing rags. Here's her, here's her changing rags. You got some of her changing rags. Yeah. Well, you want to you change the diaper, Rufus? You, you see that cute? I was just wanted to feed the little baby with the milk bladder. That's real cute, but... Changing diapers uh, is uh, not my uh, forte. Maybe uh, maybe the woman has experience. Of course, you would say that. I'll change the babe. Well, well it's just I don't know how to do it, and I'll, I'll just watch it and make sure you know. And that that way, I'll oh. learn. Yes, I'll I'll teach you how. It's going to take me a well, long time simple. to remember because I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not the brightest guy. So, you know, you're going to have to do it for, for a long time before I really catch on. What do you think, Puck? Can you change a diaper with nine fingers? No, no, no. Puck is actually going to <clears throat> wander off elsewhere so he doesn't have to see or smell. <laughs> yeah. Well, wander off for a morning pee, perhaps, you know, yeah, yeah. a little stretch. But it is a beautiful morning, though, you know, uh, Birds are chirping. It's, it's lovely, but uh, so we'll have uh, 
I imagine that uh, Miriam will go ahead and teach Rufus how to change the, the diaper, or at least show him. And then if you'd like to uh, go ahead and feed her, Rufus, she's, once she's changed and clean and comfortable, and uh, she looks up as she gives you a great big smile, Rufus. She just pulls, pulls at the old heartstrings there. But, uh, yep, you know, you're not going to get to Illyria by sitting here, and uh, it's a long walk, so I assume you'll get going. But who's carrying Poppy? I realistically can't, since I'm carrying this big axe. That's right, you got uh, two. Poppy is a one-handed weapon. Yeah, you, you need one hand free at least, you know, one yeah. arm. Uh, there are other ways to carry a kid, you know, like a papoose or whatever. And but My backpack but I, is full because I took everything that was in the tinker's cart. Um, That's right, you did. I remember you were like, I'm yep, lending, I'll take that, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm lending it out as needed. Okay. Yeah, and this is a game where encumbrance matters. We've got to, you know, be careful what we're carrying. And, you know, in this game, they want you to say where you're carrying things, you know, in your backpack or on your belt or whatever. And don't forget, if you need to get something out of your backpack in combat, that could take a few rounds. If it's right on your belt, then you can get it. So since you're not able to carry the baby Rufus, uh, who who would like to carry Poppy? I don't like babies. Okay, well, I guess that just leaves you, Miriam. <laughs> I guess it's up to me. It's always up to the woman. Yeah. Damn the patriarchy. Damn the patriarchy. I just like making them. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you carry her? You carry her in your arms or in a little backpack papoose? Or how do you do that? I was thinking that I would I would fashion something to kind of kind of carry either on my back or even if it's a sling with the baby in front of me so that my arms are free. Okay, I do believe you have some rope. You want to try and make like a little rope, little net basket with your rope and carry a little poppy. In yeah. Front of you. Okay. Well, uh, you go ahead and carry her off and. You guys begin your walk in the beautiful morning, following the dirt road along the brook as it flows downhill. And the brassy sunshine makes it a very fine, warm day. And about mid-morning, you can see the octahedron, which is one of the polyhedron-shaped worlds that, like yours, float in the ether of this universe. And you wonder if there are people like you on that octahedron. Um, anyway, eventually, the ground slopes down to a vast flat. It must have once been like a huge lake bed. And as the road winds down into it, there are tall strands of marsh grass and some great big salt flats, so it must have been a salt lake at one point. And the road continues through that, snaking around, finding the best possible course. There are a few huge boulders all covered with moss and some stunted, unwholesome-looking trees, but not much else. But there are numerous cranes and geese here that you can see flying around in formations. You can see the cranes strutting among the marsh grasses. And uh, up ahead, not too long after you get started, you see this teetering double-decker wagon coming up the road ahead. I mean, it's teetering back and forth. It's really top-heavy. It's being pulled by this huge, hairy pig. This thing is a hairy, hairy pig. It's almost as big as a horse. And as you get closer, you can see there's a man with bright red mutton chops driving it. And they're, they're not quite as fine as, as your mutton chops, Rufus, but they're fine mutton chops. And when he gets close enough to see you, 
he he stops the wagon and stops the pig, pulls it up short. The whole thing, you know, almost topples over his head. It's so top-heavy. And he pulls out a crossbow. And he said, you best not think of robbing me. I'll cut my pig loose and he'll bite your legs off. You're not high women, are you? No, sir. You insult us. Hmm. Well, I don't mean to insult anyone now. And he has a... You guys get a little closer to each other. He, uh... Gets the pig to move up a little closer. He goes, hmm, well, oh, well, if you mean no harm, then greetings, greetings. I'm a Leopold Gimble, peddler extraordinaire. I'm bringing the wares of Illyria to the savages and barbarians of the Southland. <gasps> Is that a baby? Well, well yeah. Yeah, what, it, what, what, it? what else would it be? You actually have a real baby? Well, we do. Yeah. So what? What's, what's, what's oh, the by the holy, by the holy polyhedral gods, that baby will fetch a good price. What do you want for it? Is that a him or a her? The baby is not for sale. Oh, everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. And he, he hops down. Oh my, you got some nice mutton chops there, sir. Um, I mean, thank you. No, not quite as nice as mine. Not quite as no, nice. Well, uh, it, it, Whatever you say. It's yeah. not all about the bushiness. Good mutton chop. I like it close to the face, like mine, see? You wear it close to your face. The ladies like that. The ladies like that. Well, anyway, oh, everything's they? for sale. I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, and he rummages around. He hops down off the wagon. He rummages around in one of the side doors. And he comes up. He goes, I got, uh, how about this? A pair of loaded dice. Huh? Always guaranteed to roll two sixes. What do you think of that, eh? Give you these loaded That's- dice for the baby. That's dishonest. I, uh, we don't trade in that sort of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Well, then he rumbles around for a little bit more, and he goes, Aha! Aha! I can see some of you are carrying some tools. What about this? A fine bolt cutter, eh? I'll trade you this bolt cutter for the baby. What do you think? Well, it doesn't seem like very, uh, very much for, uh, you know, an entire person. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's not much of a person. It's just a baby. All right, well, I, I, I take your point. You, you drive a hard bargain. Then, all right, oh, let's see here. And he rumbles around in the wagon for a bit. He goes, ah! And he grunts as he's pulling something out. And a uh, suit of heavy armor just clanks down onto the onto the ground there. How about this, eh? Fine suit of heavy armor for the baby. Put that on your fighter. Go charging right in about Nothing will touch him. Arrows bounce right off. What do you think? Nice, nice suit of heavy armor. I'll trade you that for the baby. Uh, you know, we have been given a, a quest. Oh, and I quest. will not go back on this quest. Our quest is to deliver this baby to family in the city of Illyria. And it's our duty to make it happen. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I mostly agree with the, with the mutton chop bloke, but... I'm looking at that armor. I'm wondering if it might fit you, Rufus. I think it'd be a perfect fit for it. No. We won't be trading the baby. No, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting oh. we do. I'm suggesting we trade something else. But or kill this guy and take it. No, nope, well, well Don't you even think of that. I, I'm. I'm negotiating in good faith. All right. You. My final <laughs> offer. All right. I was saving what? this. Didn't want to trade it. 
He rumbles around from it, pulls out this beautiful long sword, takes it out of the scabbard. Shing is glowing, the dull blue sheen. And he's like, a magical sword, a magical sword. Oh, magical. It's very nice. Obviously, look at the shine on that, eh? Look at the shine well, on that. Okay, uh, let's just say, oh, what if, uh, maybe, uh, if you, if we agree to uh, trade the baby, and what if you agree to, uh, take it to the, to the family in Illyria? But I've just came from Illyria, I've got to go sell my wares to the barbarians and the Southlanders. No, 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 that won't do at all. But this beautiful, beautiful magical sword, all yours, all for the price of one human baby. Now that's a trade. That's a trade right there. It's never going to happen. Mm. Yeah, well, we just can't do it. Uh. All right, well, I suppose it, I suppose if you're on a quest, oh, quest, very nice, fine people, honorable, well... You don't get far in business being as honorable as you all seem to be. And he slowly hefts that big heavy armor back up onto his wagon and sighs and shakes his head and puts the puts the sword back in, loads up the loaded dice and the, the bolt cutter. While he's doing that, <clears throat> while he starts, you know, loading up the armor, um, I want to get behind him and just bonk him in the back of the head as hard as I can with the hilt of my dagger. Okay, okay, well... Why don't you go ahead and do that? First of all, you know, he's uh, he's not a complete dope. So while he's doing that, he is distracted. So why don't you make a dexterity roll with advantage, right? Because uh, you're a pretty sneaky fella anyway, and he's distracted. And we're wanting to roll a 2d6, add whatever your dexterity bonus is, and, uh, and <laughs> well, I just try to get higher than a 10. I've got it. my dice are all behind my laptop, oh. and my cat is on my lap, so I'm just have to. Okay, there we go. There's one. Okay. <laughs> There's another. Okay, now I, there I go. Now I can put my screen. Yeah. Back. Aficionados <laughs> of our show will realize that Ryan routinely like hurls his dice across the room, and they land in weird places. <laughs> uh, this is. And true. you want to beat a ten? All right, so. Um, I note um, on my character sheet, and I don't remember why. I thought I should have a plus two, a plus one, and a plus zero, but I seem deck seems to be plus three, and I'm just well, we leveled. Why that would be? Yeah, uh, yeah we, we leveled, leveled last time. Now. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, very honest fun. of right. you, though. You will be far in business being that. You won't get far in role playing being that honest with your games master. I'm way more honest than Puck is. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, 2d6, take the highest, is that right? Um, or 2d6 twice? 2d6, uh, no, you're 3d6 and take the two highest. That's advantage. Oh, that's, that's right. That's how yeah, advantage yeah, works in this game. No. All right. Well, All right. then I will. And here we go, the sneak. He's hefting that heavy armor up onto the wagon. <laughs> well, two of the three were ones, but the other one was a five. So that'll be a nine. Hey, what are you doing? Well, you're going to come up well, behind a fella like that. You'll scare him to death. Didn't you say he had a... Advantage or not? Yeah, he just rolled low. Yeah. that's yeah. Well, that's because yeah, the advantage was the three dice. Oh, the three. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. but I, 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 yeah, I rolled two ones out of the three. Unfortunately, well, sneak up behind a fellow like that. You're liable to give him a. <gasps> oh my goodness! I can't help but notice you've got nine fingers. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. Well, you ought to be careful, because, well, just a day ago, up the road from Illyria, I met a band of bounty hunters right on the road. They're coming this way. They're about a day behind me. They said they're looking for the nine-fingered bandit. Now, I know that's not you because you're so honorable and traveling in such honorable company. And he's supposed to be fleeing, fleeing Illyria, not running towards it. But you best be careful because they're just likely to find any old bloke that's got nine fingers and string him up. It's a reward, dead or alive, you know. Yeah, well, I'll have you know, I'm a bounty hunter myself, or I was until very recently uh, when I took up this new venture. But I would never uh, be in the company of uh, any wanted man. So you can forget about that idea. This is not the right gentleman, and if anyone oh, tries to come after him saying that he is uh, that scoundrel, um, well, he's going to have to go through me first. Well, it's not me you've got to convince. It's these bounty hunters. Real fearsome lot, too. Oh, I'll handle them. I know how to handle my own. All right. I'm just friendly warning, that's all. Friendly warning. Well... Suppose if you don't want to, you sure you won't take. Okay, this is my final, final offer before I go. And he reaches. I was saving this one. This is my Coupe de Gracie here, right here. And he takes out our scroll and he unrolls it. And he says, "Look at that! A deed to a small house in Illyria. Hey, real estate. Doesn't get much better than that. A whole house for such a small baby. Are you sure you won't change your mind? Go, go on. We're quite sure. Get out of here now." All right. Well, you don't have to be rude about it. I do think you would have looked good in that armor, but... Oh, I, I, hell yeah, I would have. That armor and that sword on a house. Oh, you, sir, are lucky I didn't just turn you in right away. And now you got me lying, saying, well... Is that guy out of earshot? Yeah, he's get, out of earshot. He's, he's, his pig has snorted and pulled the big old wagon and is headed off down the, down the road. Guy never takes no for an answer. But, yeah, you you got me lying to people now. I don't like to be dishonest. I'm an honorable man. I know it's not your cousin, because um, cousins aren't identical to each other. Last I checked. Well... I, I'm not, we're not identical. I've got black hair. He's got red hair. Well, yeah, okay. You make a real good point there. <laughs> well, well, and uh, I think he's also, uh, I think he's uh, a bit shorter than I am. Or taller, well, one or the other. Well, yeah, you can tell that by the... By the wanted poster, can you? <laughs> well, he probably knows. His I promise, I'm not the person you think I am. Okay, you promise? That's good enough for me. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the rest of the day, you'll be happy to know passes without serious incident as you traverse this vast, dry lake bed, and uh, as darkness falls or starts to fall. Some of the other polyhedra come out and tumble across the sky in their familiar patterns. And up ahead to your right, you can see a low mound with a flat top 
kind of up out of the marshes and the salt drifts that uh, seems like a good place to camp. Um, so if you'd like to stop there, you're, you're tired, you know, your feet are something we never really talk about too much in games, when, how bad it sucks to walk all day. You know, I walked from Liberty, Missouri to Independence, Missouri once, which if you don't know Missouri, go look at the map. It doesn't look that far, but trust me, it was miserable. It was a miserable walk. And adventures are constantly traipsing all day. So your feet are yeah. And they sore. don't have, uh, you know, nice cushioned sneakers. That's right. That's right. Anyway, uh, I think that uh, that's about a, a, a ready-made place to camp. And so now do you guys want to... Uh, Mark off a day of the rations you have, or does someone want to try to go hunting? Which one of those would you guys like to do? Um, well, who has, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't have a, anything really to hunt with. I don't think a sword is good. Well, you know, we're not going to get too detailed about it. Really, all it takes to hunt is just to find the animal and track it, right? So if anyone wants to try to go hunting, all they got to do is go down to the marshes and poke around and make a will test. This is sort of the perception stat. And we'll assume that uh, little animals are fairly easy to catch. If you could just make that will test, somebody. Well, I'm going to sit down and rest my feet. I I think I'll just stick to my rations. Well, unless somebody wants to share their uh, hunting uh, gains with me. But for now, oh, yeah, going to take it easy. I'll certainly have a look. Okay. Well, Mir- yeah. uh, Miriam, you uh, walk down to the marshes, and you, you look around for tracks. or something. You don't find anything. I see you shaking your head. You nope, know, six. You know. How about Puck? Uh, <clears throat> Puck is going to um, attempt to uh, set up a... Uh, I didn't even fucking roll it. <laughs> now he's just throwing the dice without even rolling them. <laughs> Dropping F-bombs, throwing dice. Ryan's always been volatile. <laughs> well, I have the, my, the table I'm using here, as, as you well know, is fucking tiny. Yeah, Ryan and his tiny table. Um, so what Puck is going to do is attempt to... Uh, he's going to take, like, not even... Not even a whole rash, and just like you know, I assume he's got you know some like dried jerky or right. something. He's going to just tear off just a little tiny mm-hmm. piece and use it as bait in a little deadfall trap. Okay, okay. Well, marsh the, the, the marsh grasses should be good for that. So you set up the, you can set it all up and just leave it as a trap. And you wait a bit. You guys go back to uh to your campsite. I assume you get things settled, sweep off you know an area, maybe get a fire going, you know. And feed the baby, and and suddenly you hear like a squelch of an animal down below, and you rush down there to check it out, Puck, and you find a beautiful fat platypus. It's just trapped right there in the deadfall trap. And it's like squirming around and frantic, like animals in traps do. It's not, you know, it hasn't. And yes, Ryan has just made the kill it motion with his hand, and. Uh, so, so it's and, great. Which was the same motion that Puck just made with his dagger. Right, yeah. And it's, ah, the platypus, you stab it and carry it back up. And you know what? It's a good-sized platypus, and it feeds everyone quite well that night. Because it has some good platypus steaks. Cook it over the fire. And, uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. 
and you can of course save your rations, which are limited. Uh, now you, you've used about one day of the milk bladder. You got about two days of milk left for the baby. You think you think it's supposed to be about three days to Illyria. Now, classic game question: As we're exploring all the classic tropes of gaming here in this particular series, uh, I'll assume that you set watches that night. Of course, you know. Uh, don't want to put ideas in your head, but every good adventure worth their salt sets a watch. Who'd like to take first watch that night? I don't... I'll take... You... Well, uh, you, I think I better take a first watch. Um, you know, I've got experience with this sort of stuff, and uh, I I just think I'd be better at it than, uh, than you, but... Mm-hmm. Now, anyway. Well, you're welcome to stay up as well, uh, but... Uh, that's quite all right. I'll get some rest. No, I'll, I'll wake you up when it's time. You're you're clearly much more capable of keeping a watch than I am. Well, yeah, of course, clearly, yeah. In fact, I may be so incapable as that perhaps I don't need to take a watch. Perhaps just you and the other man can do it. Yeah, well, isn't the it? lady does need her beauty rest after all. Yeah, and that's something. Yeah, a woman's got to. Sleep and get her beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you could take first watch and you could wake somebody up whenever you feel like it. Uh, you yeah, know, the good baby, luck trying to wake her up anyway. Well, the baby snuggles up next to you, Miriam, and uh, and you, you you fall asleep, and I imagine Puck will eventually drift off, and you sit there for a couple hours uh, without incident. Without incident, uh, the night passes slowly. You see the tetrahedron comes out. You can hear the, the the night sounds and all that. But who who do you want to wake up after your watch is over? Um, he will uh, wake up Puck. Uh, okay. Let her sleep. Okay. Oh, that was my turn then. All right. Well, Puck, you up? Uh, yeah. Puck, you go ahead and take your watch, and uh, you know, you're sitting there, and just around the edge of the firelight, after after Rufus has been asleep for about an hour, you look out and you see about a half dozen pairs of beady little light reflecting eyes just at the edge of the firelight. They're they're very low to the ground, but they're getting a little closer. Do you want to have a, a closer look? Um, yes, but the means of doing that, rather than sort of approaching them, Puck will, uh, you know, reach into the fire and grab, like, a burning, like, stick Mm -hmm. and throw it in their direction. Great idea. So you hurl the burning brand out there and then suddenly reflected in the light of that burning brand, you can see... There's actually a half dozen adorable, cute, and cuddly raccoons. They just seem to be a little curious. Do you want to? Do you want to throw them a bit of food, or or just ignore them? Well, if I throw them some food, they'll they'll get some ideas that we've got food. Uh, I reckon they won't leave us alone then. So um, no, I'm just going to um. Do nothing. Okay. 
You do nothing. They sit and stare at you for a while. A couple of them edge away from the burning brand. And then one of them stares at you pretty intently for a while. You know, raccoons can seem pretty fearless. Walks up just a few more feet and then suddenly launches himself at you. This is a 20-foot leap right at your face like the rabbit in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It was right for your face. And uh, it's a surprise combat, and they've, they've got the initiative. And he launches himself at your face, but he misses. It kind of bounces off your chest, Puck. And uh, they've been making their horrible raccoon noises, which wakes everyone else up. Um, uh, keep it down. Yeah, what, and, uh, what's and why don't what's you guys roll for initiative? You roll a six for your side. I got a five here, though. Well, since I was awake. Yeah, you might as well roll Initially, I'll, I'll make the roll. Well, just a two. Just a two? Okay, well, uh, that one who uh, just tried to launch himself at you again, like, leaps up at your face, and uh, and what's your armor again? What's your armor rating there? Uh, I want to make sure. This one looks close. Puck? Uh, it is eight. Oh, well, he, he, yeah, he can't quite connect, you know? What, what's scary is, like, he's trying to, like, eat your face. These are, like, face-eating raccoons. They're horrifying. And... Uh, you barely even woke up, Rufus. Uh, you're rubbing your eyes, and you hear this, and a raccoon launches himself at you. And what is your armor? I got a seven here. Does that hit you? I don't think it does. Who, me? Yeah, Rufus. Uh, yeah, seven. What is it? Yeah, it's a seven without the shield. Okay, okay. Well, that's not enough to, you know, actually do any damage to you. And... Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, Miriam, you're, you're sitting up, and uh, you, you've just barely got yourself awake. You're you're kind of shielding, you know, your body's in the way between them and Poppy, the baby. Uh, but she's crying now, and this raccoon launches itself. A little 20-foot crazy jump, and uh, rolls a nine. So what is your armor? Because I don't think it's a nine. Seven. Oh, no, well, you take seven. two points of damage. And it claws and bites, scratch out of your face. <laughs> Probably won't leave a lasting scar, but it's uh, fairly significant damage at you guys' level. But now it's your guys' turn. And, Puck, what do you do? You're, like, the most ready. you got one right down. There's three others at the edge of the firelight, though. There's three up here in the camp now and three others in the in the in at the edge of the firelight. What do you do, Puck? Yeah, so, well, the, there's the, obviously the one that's trying to eat his face. Right, that it's would be the one to get, to, uh, yeah be the priority at the moment yeah so, so. um <clears throat> their armor is so he's six. gonna they're unarmored so you need a six all right well he's going to try to stab one with his dagger yeah. make sure because um, that's what's in his hand and add your attack bonus um, if you have one but i think rufus is the only one that has an attack bonus yeah i do not have an attack Oof, uh, oh no! Oh no! Well, it's a inconsequence. Is a it's a struggle that uh, uh, no one's really winning at the moment over there. But what do you do, Rufus? Um, I suppose I will uh, take a swing at uh, one of them with my sword. Yeah, probably the one that's trying to bite your face off. Yeah, that would be <laughs> smart. Yeah, we'll swing my long sword. Okay, here it comes. Long sword. And I got a 
Nine, I believe. Oh, no. what, ten. With well, that's enough to kill it. You just hack it with that longsword, and there's two pieces of a raccoon just fly in opposite directions. And uh, some raccoon blood splatters on you. Um, they're not, they don't, obviously don't have a huge amount of health. They're little raccoons. But, um, and then, Miriam, what do you do? Now, the baby's still on the ground behind you crying, and the other raccoons are dancing around like a boxer looking for another opening. What do you do? I believe I will open with my spell. Okay. Withering chaos. Withering chaos. And remind us the effects of this spell again. I mean, spells are pretty powerful. You don't get to use them that often. Yes, this does 3d6. All right, let's do it. Damage. Yeah, and here it comes. The withering chaos. Eight. Well, that's certainly enough to wither this raccoon down to nothing. I mean, it withers down to like a desiccated, dried little husk of a raccoon. Breathes its last little breath. And... uh, we're going to go back to rolling initiative now. The raccoons get a three. The face-eating raccoons have a three. Somebody else want to roll? Somebody else want to roll? <laughs> I, I rolled and got a five. Okay, you guys have the initiative, and we're going to go and start with Puck again. Puck, what do you do? This one's still dancing around, trying to leap up and eat your face. You've got your dagger out. What do you do? This time, Puck rolls an 11. An 11. The difference between six and 11 is five. And that is more than enough to kill this little raccoon. And I'll just tell you, they got two health, all right? You pretty much just uh, need to get just two over their the armor. Really, an eight will kill them, right? Weather, weathering chaos was a bit of an overkill. A bit of an overkill, but that's okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, though, for our listeners, just to clarify what we're doing, there's no damage roll in this game. The damage is the difference, you know, between your attack roll and their armor. So, now, now, so you got three of these little raccoons are completely dead at this point. Um, but uh, Rufus, it's your turn, and you can hear uh, a rustling behind you. You turn around, you look, and one of the raccoons has grabbed part of the bedclothes of the babies. One of the other three is snuck up, and he's trying to drag. You're not biting the baby. He'd be like dragging the baby off. Start to drag the baby away. The baby screams and cries. What do you do, Rufus? Oh, hell no. You leave that baby alone. Um, yeah, I'm going to... Go after that. Okay, was, go for it. Yeah. Oh. That's only a three. Oh, no, no. You tried to, but you can't quite get it. Miriam, what do you do? You can see what's happening. You see that. And then there's two other raccoons, you know, dancing around waiting to do something now. But, you know, the baby's being dragged away. Rufus has tried to hack at the raccoon, but he's missed. Poppy's crying. I'm going to try to grab the baby. Okay. And, and you don't have to roll to do that. You just reach down and grab the baby. You don't have to make an opposed strength roll. You're obviously stronger than a raccoon. You know, it gets part of the bed clothes. It rips off, you know, part of the blankie. But otherwise frustrating. Gives you a, gives you a nasty little hiss. And that is... And I hiss right back at it. Okay, I like that. And it then jumps on your face because it's their turn. It leaps at your face, Miriam, and rolls a seven. But you're... That is seven, seven, so it's not able to really connect or do. I mean, it hits you, but it doesn't hurt you. It kind of bumps off your face, and then 
one of the ones who was at the edge of the firelight comes running in and makes another massive leap at Puck, and this time rolls a nine. Does that do one point of damage to you, Puck? That does. Oh, no. So, yeah, you got a little nickel-sized bite out of your cheek. The thing falls down off your chest, tries to climb back up, you know, falls down. And then the fi- the the one that uh, was the other one that's at the edge of the firelight comes rushing in and leaps at Rufus. And I got a nine that time, Rufus. So is that going to be one for you as well? Is your armor uh, eight? That would be yeah. it two. <clears throat> two. Oh, no. Oh, no. Big bite. Big bite. Okay. And that's their turn. They've all gone. The baby's safe at the moment in Miriam's arms. And let's roll initiative again. This time uh, I have a two for the little raccoons. Four. Okay, you guys have the initiative. What do you do, Miriam? The one that tried to drag the baby off, he just hissed at you. You hiss back. Now what do you do? I'm going to stab at him with my dagger. Okay, you're holding the baby in one arm and stabbing with the other arm. I am. I am. Getting all crazy. Six. Well, you know, you, you, you scratch it a little bit, but don't do any significant damage to it. And uh, meanwhile, what are you doing, Puck? Well, one of the another one jumped up on my right. my face. Yeah, right. So that one's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go. He's gonna have to go, or he's gonna have to at least, you know, make an attempt at making him go. Um, well, I hope you can. Mm, yeah, that is gonna be enough. That's gonna be nine, nine. and oh, the dagger goes right through it. You get your whole fist in it. You hit it so hard, and I pull it out, shake the raccoon guts off your fist, and. How about you, Rufus? You still got that that other one that came up out of the edge of the firelight, and uh, is trying to trying to get you. Die! And that time I only rolled a five. Oh no! Well, then that raccoon is still alive. And was that everybody? I think I was all of you guys. Of course, the raccoons still get to go. Uh, but there's only the, like the. The two raccoons left. There's a one on Miriam, and he launched himself at Miriam again, but this time gets exactly a seven. Wait, that does one to you, doesn't it? No, I have Oh, you have seven. seven. That's right. Okay, I forgot. Yep. That's good. And then, uh, oh, Rufus, I just rolled an 11. That thing launches up, takes a big bite of your chin, and that's, that's going to be some significant wounds, I think. Yeah, that's a huge bite, huge bite, and yeah, then, that that would uh, actually leave me at zero. Oh, he's a zero. Somebody needs to get to him and give him some medicine this round, this round quickly, or on your next turn, somebody needs to give him some medicine. And uh, but now it is time. That was really scary because we're rolling initiative again, and if they win, they could have two consecutive rolls. So. Oh, my God, you're so lucky. I just rolled another two. Hopefully, you won't roll a one. Well, I guess that's back to you. Yeah, I guess back to you. I rolled a two as well. Okay, well, players win ties, so you guys may go ahead. Let's just go ahead and start with the guy who, well, we'll start with whoever would like to give you some medicine, Rufus. Who's going to make that run? Well, I guess you don't have a raccoon in your face there, Puck, so... Yeah, that that stands to reason. So Puck 
lacking a face raccoon, a face-hugging raccoon at the moment, uh, will reach into his backpack and uh, rummage around for some medicine. Okay, okay. And you rummage around for some medicine, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to get to him this round. I just rolled a one, though, so that's good. It's, it's, I do it's have... Like D6 rounds. If it helps, uh, I do have one on my belt, so you could just use my own and save yourself some, myself some time before I perish. Oh, do I notice that he's got one on his belt? Because he would puck with totally. I th- yeah, I think he probably didn't. He's been medicine. walking around all day. Yeah, and I rolled a one, so it would take you like a whole round. It'd be too late. You realize that. You start right around. You realize I'm never going to find my medicine at time. You see it. You remember he's got some on his belt. We'll uh, say you rush over there and open up his mouth and pour that medicine, pour that red drink down his throat, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to you in a minute, uh, Rufus, to see how you're doing. But uh, meanwhile, we have, oh my God, I lost track. We have two raccoons left or one? Two. two. I, I thought yeah, I thought it was two. And there's one right on Rufus, uh, and then there's one on you, uh, Miriam. What do you do? And I will take another stab with my dagger. Okay. All you guys do is get an eight. Six. No, 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 no. This is the toughest little raccoon ever. And yeah, it is. The other one, uh, he was going to launch himself at Rufus and keep eating him, but instead he launches at Puck, but misses terribly, terribly. In fact, kind of falls on his ass a little bit. And then, uh, oh no, Miriam, I got an eight. The other one uh, leaps up at your face again, takes another bite. These little raccoons are doing a lot Ouch. of damage. <laughs> and they are. and that was their turn. So we'll make one more, hopefully just one more initiative. I swear to God, I just roll a two again. My God. I should probably actually roll these dice instead of picking them up and dropping them. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess it's my turn again. Yeah, roll initiative and three. Okay, you've got a three, so that that uh, that beats their initiative. Now you got one point of uh, health back, so you got one health right now because you took the medicine. Okay, and you guys won the initiative, and since since Miriam is actually engaged with a raccoon right now. Why don't we start with her? Okay, more stabbing. Well, Puck's engaged too. But. More stabbing, please. Ten. And it just rips out the whole throat of that raccoon. It fly, It falls down to the ground. A little blood spurts on Will Poppy, but that won't kill her. And uh, Puck, what do you do? Try, I'm going to try to take out this last fucking raccoon. Yeah. And another 11. Another 11. Okay, so, well, there's some dead raccoons all around you, but, uh, and you're wounded. I think everybody's wounded a little bit, right? And then uh, Rufus, his whole face is all like, you're mutton, you got missing chunks of mutton chops now. Yeah. God, if it wasn't for that face armor you've got in those mutton chops, it could have been worse. Good God, what was going on with those raccoons? I never thought that was quite raccoons like that. Quite unexpected. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <clears throat> well, after dealing with those terrible face raccoons, you probably want to know that uh, now you have eaten a meal, so we'll count the meal you already ate. But you can get another 
one point of lost health back, all of you, for, with a full night of rest, as long as you've had a meal that, you know, that evening. Um, now, if you want to re- re- restore all of your health entirely, all you have to do is spend an entire 24 hours of rest in one location. That could, however, put your milk supply at risk before you reach Illyria. So how would you guys like to... I imagine you'll talk about that before you go back to bed. Well, we don't uh, we don't want to run out of milk. I think I can manage. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty torn up, but, you know, just one night of rest, uh, I think I'll be okay. Don't need to, you know, sleep for too long. Okay. Got business, and I wouldn't want the baby to go hungry. Okay. Well, you're very brave. But I'm going to have to sit out, take and watch, uh, to get my full rest. And uh, I guess it's your lucky day there, uh, Madam Magnificent, um, Miriam, um, Margot. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're going to... You're going to have to prove yourself. Now, see, what I'm worried about is that I know you have a background in fortune-telling, and you know what they say about fortune-tellers. And babies, they they take babies. They steal them. Is that what they say? Well, I hear things. You know, I'm not saying it's true, but the rumors I hear that sometimes they, they make off with babies in the night. So I'm trusting you to... Uh, keep the baby here and safe, not run off. It's preposterous. Well, don't blame me, I'm just the messenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm going to get my Z's. Well, I suppose I should finish my watch and uh, then I'll wake you up, Miriam. Okay. Okay. Right. Well... Uh, that night, some uh, some foxes come up to the edge of the firelight there uh, at the end of your watch, Puck. But all they do is like drag off the the bodies of the the raccoons. Yeah, they don't they don't mess with you at all. And luckily, the rest of the night passes peacefully underneath the celestial polyhedra. And the next day, dawn's crisp and cool. I'm going to feed the baby again. Need to change the baby again. But a cloud cover has blown in overnight that you noticed, Miriam, during your final watch. So it's overcast in the morning with the the rising sun behind the clouds is staining all the clouds red-orange along the horizon line. It's quite beautiful. And I'll assume you get on your way, feeling a bit worse for wear. But about mid-morning, a great phenomenon occurs, which one of you at least is familiar with already. But the land, just all along the horizon, it just seems to drop off suddenly. Because, in fact, it literally does drop off. You've come to a line that stretches from horizon to horizon. And beyond that, it just slopes off downwards at about a 30-degree angle. It seems to just stretch off downhill forever. It's a little forbidding if you've never seen it before. We know that Puck at least has, since he comes from Illyria. Now, I'll remind you, this world is like a 20-sided die. It's an icosahedron. So what you've done is you've reached one of the edges where the faces connect, right? And once you step over the edge, well, it's a little, it's a little, uh, 
you know, unnerving. It seems like you're just going to slide down a hill forever, you know, all the way to the horizon. But I wonder what face it is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. Uh, they, un- or unfortunately, they don't have big numbers on them, you know. But yeah. maybe they should. But anyway, uh, you don't have to make this roll, puck, since you've done it before. <laughs> but it can actually be a little discombobulating <clears throat> to make that step over the edge. So I want both of you, uh, Rufus and Miriam, to make will rolls, just to see if your brain can handle the can handle it. Eight. Okay, well, you need a ten. And uh, you need a ten for pretty much everything except combat. How about you, Rufus? Um, Eleven. Okay. It's so discombobulating and disconcerting that when you step over and suddenly you're not downhill at all, you're standing straight up on a flat plane again. And unless the land behind you that seems to be sloping off forever at a 30-degree angle, it's just so discombobulating. It actually makes you a little sick. You know, you, you throw up a little bit. and uh, but, but beyond that, there's no terrible ill effect. And once you've done it once, you know, you, you get used to Freaky. it. That's what... It's one, of the, <laughs> it's one of the great <laughs> mysteries of the world. Poppy has fallen asleep, so she's not obliged to make the roll. But you continue moving. You know, she's probably up chucks uh, all the time without anyway. needing any extra. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize to any listeners who have vomit phobias. I've I've come to realize that's a thing. There's a name for it too. I can't remember what it is, but I have a friend who suffers from it. Uh, anyway, you continue to move on throughout the rest of that morning, and the ground now kind of rises up out of that vast flat lake bed country you've been moving through and the road now winds through some climbing hill country there's a bunch of dwarf oak trees that are super thick and strong you know they're almost as they're almost as wide as they are tall their trunks are so they look like a bumper pool table right uh these big thick but there's also some really tall bearded birches that grow here and there are berry bushes and fruit trees here it, it seems like a really good place to forage um about mid-afternoon, you can actually see some broken marble columns in the distance between the trees, as if ruins. And as you get closer, though, you can hear this heavy, this very loud groaning. Oh, oh, woe is me, <laughs> poor little me. <laughs> it's a booming, loud voice. Uh... Soon you can see through the trees, uh, there's a hill that rises up behind these broken columns. And you can see there's a couple of cave mouths in that hill, right? But one of these columns has fallen, and it's pinned a hill giant. It's fallen across his chest, and it's kind of pinned one arm beneath him at an awkward angle. A hill giant could probably easily move one of these pillars. But he's just, uh, you know, he's at a weird angle. And he's like, hmm. he sniffs. He's, hmm. I smell the blood of little folk. Oh, help me, poor me! I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, woe is me! <laughs> Does anyone want to approach the the fallen hill giant? Um, before we do so, 
Um, if I'm remembering right from the rules, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to roll a new spell when I have used a spell. Yeah. Then when I get my spell back the next day, would you like me to do that, or would you like me to continue to use Weathering Chaos? That's totally up to you. As long as we don't take up a lot of narrative time doing it, you could quietly roll on the tables and get that spell prepared while we figure out what... Because you might need it. Who knows? But... Uh, Right. But I'll let you do that. Please help me. He can. Okay. He leans his head over so he could see you. He goes, oh, help a good giant, will you? Please help me. I'm Ignatius. Ignatius is my name. I became drunk on handfuls of rotten apples, and I fell into one of these columns, and I can't get leverage on it. Oh, poor me. Oh, please help me get it off, and I'll travel with you, and I'll protect you. Oh, please, I haven't eaten in days. I'm so hungry. Please. This this could be a trap. No. I don't trust him at all. <laughs> we might want to eat us. No, yeah, I would never. No, I would never. I'm a vegetarian, I promise. Please. Well, how do you know? How do we know you're not faking it? You're a giant. You say you can't lift this pillar up by yourself? No, because my arm, my arm is pinned beneath me. If I could use two arms, perhaps you could think of some way to get some leverage and, and, and pull this off. You surely have got some rope or, or something. Oh, please, please. I'm a vegetarian. I promise I'll, I'll travel with you and I'll protect you. I promise. Wherever you're going. Look at me. I'm emaciated. You could see my ribs, or you would if I wasn't wearing this great big woolly shirt. Oh, please. Mm, well, uh, if you say you're a vegetarian... Mm-hmm. I'll then, give you my uh, word. I promise I'm a vegetarian. Show us your teeth. My teeth? Oh, I've only got mm-hmm. six. But, uh... Then eat, eat some grass to prove it. <laughs> he, he, uh... I've been eating grass. Look, my teeth are stained green. And they are. He shows you his teeth. There's like some pulled up grass around where his head is. I'm like, I can't reach anymore. And he like goes, uh, 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 you know, tries to chew it to prove that he can't reach the grass anymore. Put this beef jerky in your mouth and don't eat it to prove that you don't eat meat. Oh, okay. All right. So you want to go out up, when you, you want to go up to his this face. Savory meat. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get close. You want to get close. Uh, and... Put it on like a a stick or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he uh, puts it right there. He let, lets it sit on the edge of his tongue. He goes, "I'm so hungry, Then he spits it out. Oh, I don't like it. All I want is some more apples. Oh, please, woe is me. <laughs> well, it takes a lot of willpower not to eat the meat when as hungry as he is, so mm-hmm. maybe he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. I'll get my, I'll get me rope out and uh, see if we can get this uh, pillow off your arm. Okay. Well, I'm sure you guys could think of plenty of ideas, but with these sturdy trees, you know, these big, thick Tree, you might be able to, you know, get a pulley system type of thing going, and uh, 
And if all three of you want to pull on it, pull on that rope, only one of you really needs to make it because you've got the leverage. Uh, but each of you can roll with advantage. So he's like, that's right, pull. Oh, please, go faster. I'm so hungry. All right. Want to eat some lovely pears and cherries and apples. I need a lot, because look at me, I'm huge. I rolled a 13. Oh, well, nice. I rolled an 8. Okay. And, uh... Oh, and I didn't even add my strength of that, so... Well, yeah, you should have, but you didn't need to. And yeah. you guys needed the 10. I rolled double sixes. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, the rope strains, but the the the, the pillar just comes right off of him. And he stands up really quickly, all 30 feet of him. You know, he was big on the ground, but now that he's, like, towering up over you, and he goes, Ha! Oh, I tricked you! Now it's time for me to eat! Ah! And he reaches down and tries to grab you, Rufus. You're biggest! Ha! Oh. Oh, I don't like meat. Ha ha. Got you. And he tries to reach down and grab you with his hand, Rufus. Please make a dexterity roll to get out of the way. I know it. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, eight. Oh, no. You guys look at He's got Rufus like in his hand. Rufus is like being lifted up in the air. And uh, we better roll initiative here. So... Uh, I got three for Ignatius the Hill Giant. Well, I rolled the three as well. So. Okay, players win ties. Now, your your arms are free, Rufus. Like, we'll go ahead and assume that. But, like, lower half of your body's clenching his fist. We'll probably let you go ahead and go first. He's, like, raising you up to his mouth. His green teeth, they're all looming above you. Mm-mm-mm, down the hatch, he says. <laughs> what do you do, Rufus? Um. Uh, well, so are my... Um, hands, are my arms pinned? No. no you okay. just got the lower half of your right. We're going to assume your arms are free. Um, well, I'm probably going to, probably going to, uh, try to s- stab into his hand that's holding me. I think you should get advantage for that because it'd be hard to miss, right? And his his uh, his armor—he's not really wearing armor, but he's got moderate protection because he's so big. His armor is eight. All right. So you roll three three dice. Pick the two highest. Add your plus one attack bonus, and let's not forget about your sword. So you've got that big weapon. So I believe you're doing plus two. So twelve. Okay. It's done four points of damage to his hand, and he opens up. Oh! And he opens the hand, and he drops you. Boom. You take one point of damage when you land. <laughs> oh. Now you just got one left, right? And a wind's knocked out of you. And then what do you do, Puck? Uh, Puck is going to take his dagger and uh, dip it in his little vial of poison that is on his... Uh, Leg and attempt to stab this guy in the fucking thigh. Okay. You could just probably reach his thigh. So go for it. Um, it's probably a stretch to ask for advantage since he's so big, but. Well, especially with the thigh. Uh, you said his armor was eight. Yeah. So it'll be two points of damage. Okay. Nine and that well, you've also got so the poison, though. So go ahead and roll 3d6 for the poison as it begins coursing through his veins. 
I thought I thought the poison just doubled the damage. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was that thinking of her spell. It, yeah. So it's so it's instead of one, it's oh, two. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, that stings. Oh, woe is me. I'll eat you next for that one. And what do you do, Miriam? I'll show you something that stings. Something that withers you away to nothing. I'm gonna throw my withering chaos on okay. it. Okay. Boom. Seven. Seven. That's great. So seven. All right, you already you've already done some. He he staggers back. He sort of seems to like exsanguinate a little bit. You know, he gets a little puckery. He's like, oh, he stumbles a little bit, but he's not down. And you're like, all he's got to do is maybe really just hit you guys once. And you just know, you know, that's probably it for you. But remember I said there were some cave mouths earlier uh, in that hill behind him. Have you hear a voice? Hey, hey, hey. You look up and there's like a little disgusting furry goblin. He's not like a classic green-skinned goblin. He's like a goblin from Labyrinth, right, the movie. He's like a little furry, Muppet-looking goblin. He's like, hey, hey, come here, quick. He can't get in the caves. Come on, quick, run, run. Come on in, run. Run, dummy, run. You guys want to run to the caves? Yes. I'm going to walk in a very, very fast pace. Uh, (laughs) That is... It's basically running, but it still kind of looks like walking um, to save face. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because he uh, does not want to get hit again. Okay, well, and, you know, I'm going to let you guys, you haven't really moved yet, per se, on your initiative. So I'll let you guys go ahead and run. He tries to chase you, but he's slowed down because he's got the poison. He's got the withering chaos. And you guys rush up, and he's, quick, quick, in here, in here. And a little furry goblin waves you into the cave, and uh, you can see outside. He comes up. You're in there, and there's like 50 goblins in this little cave. And uh, they're all like, they all look a little bit different, too. You know, they're all moving around and uh, excited and screaming. And the giant comes down, he puts his eyeball right up next to the, the hole. He goes, oh, I was just. And I'm going to poison my oh. dagger, get a stab ah. it in his fucking okay, eye. go for it. Go for it. Take that. Take advantage with that one. That's like, you're right there in the cave. It was a giant eyeball. That was a, that's a dumb move, dummy. You're a dummy. <laughs> you're a no, dummy. You're dumb a head. dummy. You're a dummy. <laughs> so that's going to be ten. So four. Oh, okay. Four points down. He staggers back. Oh, I'm blind. I'm blind. He's, still, he's not dead. He's, but he's teetering. He's like teetering back and forth. And then he, he falls to the ground on his ass and he cries. <laughs> if you come out of there, you're dead. You hear me? D-E-D. Dead. <laughs> you're dummies. I hate you. I'm blind in one eye. Yeah, My looks yeah. are ruined. I'll never fight a Woe giant you. now. <laughs> I'll never trust a giant again. Hey, thanks for killing Next the goblin. Time, just stab him while he's. he's oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he stabbed him. So killing that giant. I mean, I'm so just. I can't believe you did that. I can't. Yeah, yeah. And the goblins are all, you know, rushing up to all of you now, and patting you and touching you. And oh, look at the baby. <laughs> no. Oh, don't you look too good at that baby? Keep your oh, eyes. Oh, so cute, so cute. Away oh. from it. Don't get any ideas. Ah. 
Well, no. I wouldn't go outside either because I don't think the giant's actually dead yet. No, we we have he's no, he's not dead yet. We we've been uh, you know we we could go outside for a little while while he was pinned, but you guys have unpinned him. But now you've now you've stepped out of the wall. Well, well, oh, well, I'm sorry. Where's my manners? I'm Mister Wiggles. I'm I'm the the co-ruler here. This is my this is my co-ruler, Mister Waggles. Oh. Hello, Mister Waggles here. Says the other goblin. So where, where's let me let me ask you where you're headed? Malaria. Oh, Illyria, very That's nice. Right. Oh, you're in luck. You're in luck. We know a secret passage to Illyria, a shortcut. That is, if you don't mind going underground. Well, I guess we can't really go out the way we came in here. So. Well, I have a suggestion for that. Oh. I mean, there's. 50 goblins, mm-hmm. and the <laughs> giant is disabled now, so I don't see why we couldn't go finish him off while he's indisposed and in a weakened state. <laughs> Surely the power of all of our might added together. Oh, no, we're, we won't go out. We won't go out. Oh. And even if we did, uh. we'd have to wait till night. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, ready to battle to the death. But dang it, my uh, my legs just not moving right now. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. From outside, gotta, I hope you do come out. I hope you do come out and fight. I still got some fight left in me. Oh, shut up! You shut up! You're a dummy. No, you are a dumb, no, you're dumb head. Dumb. You're a stupid booby head, dummy. Oh. Can I can I hurl slings at him from? Above, well, like on the, from just, the cave he'll mouth. He'll just get up and move out of range. Though. You, you know, we can narrate that out. You're like, oh, <laughs> no fair. Oh, he moves off out of range. No, listen, listen. Yeah, it'll take you another another day and a half, two days to get to Illyria. We can get you there in, oh, less than a day. Yeah. You know, this whole world is just riddled, honeycombed with passages. You might think of the whole world as a great big giga dungeon, right? Just floating in the ether. That's right, says Mr. Waggles. You could get there in less than a day. I got to take the under road. Well, I got to say, milk is getting tight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and uh, this surely would uh, save us some time and... I never say no to shortcuts. Surely would be a trap, and they get us down in their tunnels and get us lost. And oh no, never! Oh, we would uh, never do that. I know my way around. Let me tell anyway. your fortune. My fortune? Okay, Mister Waggles, do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. No, you go first. That's quite right, Mister Wiggles. All right, tell my fortune in quickly. Okay. So and, you know we'd never. I'm gonna attempt to. Okay. And we would never think. Uh, and I don't know exactly. I, this is more of a narration yeah, you thing. Know, you, um, you worked as a fortune teller. That you by no means can tell right. fortunes, right? <laughs> but right, right. You can just tell people whatever you want them to think. Tell them it's their fortune. I assure you, says Mister Waggles, we are good goblins. Oh yeah, we'd never trap you. We'd never betray you like that dummy yeah. out there. I heard that. I'll, I'll, I'll go through the motions of reading some fortunes. Mm. Will I meet a beautiful if goblin you, girl? Will I be rich? Uh, if you, if you lead us to safe passages before we run out of milk, mm-hmm. 
You will not only meet the goblin lady of your dreams, <laughs> but you will also have endless fortune, any endless bounty of whatever it is your heart desires. Well, wait a minute, then, says Mr. Waggles, and why don't you go ahead and read my fortune, too? And then they all are lining up, every single one of them in here wants their fortune. You spend the next hour telling them all what they want to hear. And all right, they're okay. all whipped into a frenzy of excitement now. And uh, all right, all right. That's great. Okay, let's listen. We'll take you. We'll take you there, and you'll get there quickly. And thank you so much for helping. We, we'll worry about that half-blind giant ourselves once darkness goes down. In the meantime, we'll send some of our runners to help you find the Underdark Road. And next time on Goonies World, we will travel the Underdark Road to Illyria. And we're going to give out just a wee bit of XP and so uh, you guys definitely overcame an impressive challenge I think beyond your expected ability I mean you you fought off a, a huge giant so you got three more XP and I do believe that that will get you up to level three and so, go ahead and take plus two to your health, your maximum health, and get two health immediately. And and here's now you have some choice. Now you have a choice to make, though. You don't get another point to an ability bonus, but what you do is you can pick one, pick another attack bonus plus one, or attack bonus plus one if you don't have it, or you could pick a new spell slot. Or you can gain one another one of those paths that you can see on page two. Either right right now, for example, Puck is on the Fingersmith path, but you could choose Roof Runner, or Shadow Jack, Briarborn, or whatever. So you gain another spell, or a plus one attack bonus, or another path. And you don't have to decide that right now, but I'm just telling you and our listeners what getting to level three looks like, and we'll meet. We'll see everybody next week, and we'll see what you chose. Uh, and we'll travel the Underdark Road. You'll die down there, you dummies! It's the last thing. <laughs> Fuck off, giant. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.